Welcome to Unnatural 20s, a podcast where we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. My name is Books, and I will be your host for this glorious episode. Here to join me on this thrilling adventure, always bringing the best animal facts and sounds we have. Ah! I'm Caitlin. <laughs> That was Thank you. Thank you. I'm really touched. Yes. Uh, and always giving the best character advice and plot direction we have. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for recognizing. And yes, it is, Cassie. I am here for just all the best advice and anything. The best advice and direction we can get comes from Cassie. The best animal facts we can get ah! come from Caitlin. You might be wondering Ooh, I like why that. I highlighted <sighs> those specific traits to introduce both of you. I feel like it should be obvious. Those are obviously your best qualities as people. Um, well, I thought it was my eyes, but okay. <laughs> I, oh, as people. As okay, people. I'll, I'll give you. Yeah. Yeah, deeper than my eyes. Okay. Deeper than Nothing's your deeper appearance. than your eyes, dude. <laughs> oh that is a thank fact. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> um, but I actually wanted to highlight those specific fields because they will help us accomplish today's mission. Your animal skills, your character uh, advice, your plot direction, all of those are needed for today. So I hope you're feeling like your very best self. Yeah. Because Cassie... I'm sure you are already alerted of this. I'm pretty sure they kept Caitlin in the dark because she might not have joined this episode if she knew, but I'm sure you were aware of the devastating news that we have been met with Mm -hmm. because the world is preparing for a second surge. A second surge of what, you may be wondering? Of Twilight fandom chaos. What? And I just oh, don't yeah. think books, that what are the you world doing? is ready for this because Stephanie Meyer came out with another godforsaken book, also hinted that she was just ready to continue the saga even more. Yes. And the world is prepared to have a resurgence of Twilight insanity. But Cassie, we can prevent this. We can prevent the extra board games. We can prevent the extra posters, the costumes. I will, I will do whatever. We can prevent I'll do whatever all it takes. Of this. No. no. My firstborn That's child, why- sacrifice it. You got it. Whatever <laughs> it takes. Only if their name is Renesme. I'll re- name the child and sacrifice it if that's what it takes. <laughs> okay, name it Edwina then. <laughs> I'll do both. I'll have twins. One's Renesme, one's Edwina. <laughs> and they're both sacrificed to Stephanie Meyer. And then you'll just be left with Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Good news, it's not going to take a sacrifice of your horribly named children to mm-hmm. prevent this tragedy because we can prevent it a different way. To prevent this resurgence of Twilight Mania, I was approached because we are the very best team to do it. Caitlin, you may not think that you are part of this, but you absolutely are. Our job is to create a new fandom, a new series for the world to focus on instead of Twilight. And you belong in this, Caitlin, because you are inside that fandom. So you know all of the very best facts that we need to include to make this appropriate for all the fans of Twilight as well as the rest of the world to just come together and rejoice over this new fandom. You're saying this uh, like I didn't know that I was made for this job. Of course I did. This is what I've been trying to my reassure you. For. We are taking down Twilight, but nope. you're going to be part of the new if anything, era. we're building up its great, uh, we're building upon it, if anything. It's created a great, no. flat, beautiful mm. surface. I would say. A great, flat surface for that was like smooshed into the, the ground. the first novel that ever existed to include vampires or bad I would say bad plots. the first and the greatest. Um, I, and definitely not the first, because I know there's like some old books and stuff like that, but this is like <laughs> new book, new good shit, and for the sturdiest and most high-tech flooring, yeah, that's fucking Twilight. All right. Well, we don't have to. I have good news. We don't have to write an entire book. The people who reached out to me just need our help with the main concepts 
Uh, and they can't have vampires. We can't have werewolves. We can't have sparkly people. No. What can we have? differentiate this from twilight but we still need it close enough to distract twilight fans from getting too obsessed about the new twilight crap that's coming out and love <laughs> this new thing instead which is going to be infinitely better yes i know you guys i know the key facts to, to bring over for sure i already have oh, ideas running God. through my brain all right good because you are both the best people i could think to join me on creating this we have an ultimate animal expert because obviously this book has to have some very good animals we have an ultimate character advisor to prevent all the worst character traits Mm -hmm. and basically i just think of words that's all i really do so we've got words animals characters what more does a good book need i think those are i didn't go to school for books i'm you did books so i think we did cover it all and i like that you put words at the bottom of the list because like that's really it's definitely not the main it's part of minor it's very, the words are the easy part <laughs> it consequential of the overall task ahead so i could really leave this team just to you two but i just want to be here to witness the greatness that's going to be made mm-hmm, yes witness me now back. how this show works is throughout this adventure in which we create this next great franchise that's non-toxic and amazing and its fans are going to be brilliant I will be rolling the dice to determine what else we discuss on this adventure. And Cassie and Caitlin, if you guys do well, I will be rewarding you with experience points. However, if you do poorly, poorly, a.k.a. praise Twilight or try to turn his beautiful masterpiece into Twilight, I will be delivering damage. Oh, no. This is an anti-Twilight zone. This is the opposite of twilight no listen i don't so want to make it twilight but no. now the temptation's so great we got anakin over here who's no. ready oh i'm Gollum. <laughs> i hate you no <laughs> it takes what it uh, wants i'm already proud of like the voices you guys are presenting um and you know what i'm not worried no one should get damage right yeah. like we are nope. we're all set no. this shouldn't be a damage risk area that would be comparable to i don't know like failure and I expect failure from nobody. This episode would be perfect, which is exactly why I think we need to get our fails right out of the way and prevent us from building upon them any sort of way. My fail. Can anyone go ahead Oh, and tell me their fails? Yeah, I was, I'm just like too excited to share it right now because uh, my fail, like in my eyes, it should just be a success. But like my work seems to see it as like a failure and like a bad thing to do at work. So um, I've recently, thanks to like an event that's going on right now that's taken over our lives, there's I've discovered these live cams that are kind of just out at like zoos, sanctuaries and wildlife areas, including there's a lot of live cams at like guide dog areas or like places where they're training like different types of guide dogs and one of those happens to be a great dane house that they train them to be like stabilized dogs for people who need them and um they currently have a litter of like 13 little great dane puppies and there's a live cam of this so i have this up all day at work this is on one screen no matter what is happening so um, it's very clear when these puppies are moving and like doing something cute that something cute is happening on screen and work is definitely not happening on screen. Mm-hmm. So I got called out at work because like I have nobody behind me right now. Thanks to uh, these trying times, I have the upper half all to myself. Yes. Until somebody walks up the hall and then they see my mm-hmm. face looking at a screen, falling in love with it, which clearly isn't work. So uh, they came over and they're like, what are you? What do you have? And they just see a screen of like sleeping puppies. It was just 13 sleeping puppies, Aww. but they kept like 
one would move around and they would get on top of the other ones and then they would That's like shuffle they, like, roll over each God, other so fucking cute oh i can't there was one they have a little wire rack where they hold up the blankets and one was sleeping on the blankets on the wire rack and then one other one was underneath the little rack. Oh. I didn't know until he flopped over and oh. I saw his little oh. ear. <laughs> anyway, you shouldn't be watching this at work, apparently. But yeah, I disagree uh, wholeheartedly. Work will not be happening now for me because now that I know that these cams exist. Yes, 100% do it. Explore.org oh slash like live cams or something like that. They have so many great live cams on there. Um, mine actually has to do with work as well. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch the Great Danes at work, but... I have five new coworkers that were hired on during the pandemic. And because of that, we have been wearing masks around each other. So I literally do not know what half of their face looks like and they don't know what mine looks like. So it was a cool conversation that we had all with each other. Like, Hey, isn't it so funny that I just try to picture what the bottom half of your face looks like. And <laughs> you try to think of what mine looks like. And then we all like laughed. And then we stood there in like a circle for a second. And then one girl was like, Caitlin, take your mask off. I want to see what your face looks like. And granted, no, this is at work, right? And she's, and then they're like, yeah, take your fa- mask off. We want to see what your face looks like. And I got super nervous. So guess what I did? Did you just like I, scream? Uh, no, I did not scream. I got panicked and I walked out of the room and I walked out of the office and I left completely. <laughs> and I left. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I just left that situation without, without any words. Like, no. no, it was a chill conversation. I could have said like, no or something or uh, like anything, but it was kind of like pushy. And I was like, um, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then I just walked out without saying anything. So my fail is that, uh, I do not ha- know how to handle, uh, social situations. I'm proud of and, you. um, I could have handled it much better, but here we are. Honestly, still no. don't know what it looks like though. So I feel I feel myself like I am a mysterious creature, like a cryptid or something. Yes, but I feel like you're just following like the kindergarten guidelines. You know, like when you're in kindergarten, and they're like, if you see bad things happening, like just remove yourself from the situation and <laughs> then go report it. Like, don't watch or don't engage. Just like remove yourself, and then you can go tell on them or whatever. You did the first step so well. And this is me telling on them right now. Yeah, exactly. And we we're reporting it. I wrote it down, but I am like I've it's just done. I feel like it's a success because like you one you set your boundaries and two that's fucking so funny to just walk out and literally <laughs> leave the building. They had to like talk about that to be like, did she part, leave? I like, literally see them once a month. Yeah, that's so fucking good. So like I will good. not see them again until like a month unless I like drop into the office or something like that. So yeah, it's yes. Yes, my boundary queen. That's so good. Yeah, that's where we're at. I'm so proud of you. I kind of already revealed my fail to you guys, but I just have to um, talk about it again because I'm way too stubborn for my own good. And I, the other day, Nick and I were making dinner and we had this dinner we like to make. It's like a chicken fajitas kind of thing. We throw onions and bell peppers, but bell peppers aren't spicy. So we also add like serrano peppers and habaneros and spicy things to it to make it tasty. And I'm normally very good and responsible and I wear gloves every time I'm cutting like super spicy peppers, but we ran out and instead of being like a rational human being being like, oh, well, I guess we're just having a mild flavored dinner tonight. I just forced myself to cut through all of the serrano peppers and like as you should suffer the consequences afterwards and then the other problem is normally we only throw like two or three serranos in this meal, but I had like 
a bunch i had about 16 or 17 serrano peppers oh that i was just yeah, planning on chopping up and freezing so i could throw them on my eggs later on because i like to do that too so we normally keep like a little bag of fresh frozen serrano peppers for other food and um so i forced myself to cut like just shy of 20 serrano peppers and there's a thing called like burning pepper hands that you get when you touch really spicy peppers with bare hands um and it normally goes away in like a couple of hours this shit lasted two days oh my god two days i just had burning sensations up and down my hands i was doing everything i was rubbing them with olive oil coconut oil dish soap and that the like one surefire method they would say is to like hold stainless steel or like rub your hands on stainless steel because apparently that can get rid of like oh. oils and odors. But I'm allergic to stainless steel. So I was like, make how a much sacrifice. worse would one I make two. it? Pick <laughs> one, one, one hives on top of pepper hands. Oh my so. God. <laughs> Honestly, as you were saying those, like all the ways to fix it, uh, my dumbass thought you could put your hands in milk because like it takes <laughs> away <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I thought I, I 100% that. thought the next thing you're going to say is I made a fist and I put my hand inside of a cup oh, and it worked. <laughs> I tried milk too. Okay. I okay, didn't put my hand right. in a milk right. full of cup, but I soaked like a little towel in milk and I would just oh, rub not it over good my milk. hands. It's because you didn't uh, have a cup full. You got to get a little bowl like when you get your nails done. You can just No, I want you to do a cup and stick the fist in there. So then it just fist. flows over the sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I tried cup. everything um it did not work it just slowly had to work its way out of my system and i had to like remember not to touch anything else like my eyes or anything yeah damn yeah that could have burned your booty hole and that would have been bad real bad <laughs> trust me grabbing toilet paper was like a real real careful like you're normally yeah. always careful when you grab a toilet paper this time i was like extra careful <laughs> yeah it's a high risk situation yeah so that was my fail. It was not fun. I'm stupid, but I bought gloves online, so now I will have some. And I'm this so won't proud of you. Again, I am so glad we're done with failing because failing is just painful for me. I hate doing it, and now we will never fail again. We won't talk about Twilight. We won't praise no. it in any sort of way, and we're just gonna move on with our own new series. And of course, with our own new series, we need a protagonist, a main character. We've got to have someone. So in honor of Fat Bear Week, I've decided oh. that the protagonist must yes. be bear-related in some way. It just makes sense. It's the right thing to do right now. The world is all about very good bears. Mm-hmm. We must also have our franchise be about very good bears. Yes. So, Caitlin, can you roll a D4? Yeah. I got a three. All right. So three is a polar bear who has been genetically altered to have human characteristics and superpowers. Okay, so it's the Coca-Cola bear with powers. Kick ass. And, yeah, exactly. Enjoys Coca-Cola. That's basically the only human characteristic I can think of. (laughs) They're they're (laughs) chill as fuck. They just kind of post up as a family. Like, they gather as a family just to pop some Coke and, like... It's I'm down. Coke man. Yeah. <laughs> it's my kind of white bear, you know. Oh, yeah. Polar bear. Making snow up in here, bitches. Yeah, he's my kind of bear. I'm in for it. <laughs> so this is this is our main character. Cassie, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the name of our polar bear with human characteristics and superpowers? Who, again, loves Coke. Who loves Coke? It's, yeah. it's going to be Henry. Henry. Henry the Coke addict. Henry. All right. Now we have established that our main character is Henry, 
a polar bear with human characteristics, mainly just that he loves Coca-Cola and he has superpowers. He loves Coke. We're not going to say Coca-Cola. He loves Coke. We're going to say Coke. He loves Coke. Sorry. (laughs) Forgive me. You can interpret it how you want. (laughs) He loves Coke Coke and he fucking kicks it. That is a great start to our adventure. And I think we're ready to roll some dice and see where else we're going to go. And we rolled an 11, which is Knowledge Nugget. Can you guys throw some good, good knowledge at me? Split splat. I'm here to give you some knowledge on your nagging. Um, all right. So what, Wait, hold on. Did you say split splat? Split splat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I was going to let it go. But I just but. needed to know what it means. It had, it had to hit me for a second. But split splat. Ready for that knowledge on my noggin. Yeah. Here it goes. Dripping down your face. So we talked about dogs earlier. Yeah. Why are we talking about dogs again? Love that. I'm going to talk about a really good dog. Always good to talk about dogs. I'm going to talk about Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. Yes. So I got some good knowledge nugget about my dog, Doo. Scooby-Doo-Bert. Scoobert. Yes. Scooby-Doo-Bert. Okay. So um, a lot of people want to know what kind of dog Scooby-Doo is. Many people think that he's a Great Dane, which (laughs) Great Danes are coming back right here. This is the second time in this episode. Great Danes are good dogs, right? But that's not what Scooby is because a Japanese-American artist that got started who was working with Disney films before he segued into the Hanna-Barbera world, which is where Scooby-Doo was made, he was the one who was in charge of drawing Scooby and he started making some original uh, sketches of Scooby with some human counterparts and then he started with the Great Dane. So that's where the whole Great Dane aspect came in. But then there was a lady that came to him and and told him all about Great Danes and like special points about Great Danes to make it more look Great Dane-like, like the straight back, straight legs, chin, straight small chin and such. And he decided to go to the opposite of that. And he said, and I quote, I decided to go to the opposite and give him a humpback, bow legs, big chin and such. Even his color is all wrong. Um, so that's the creator of Scooby-Doo. And um, Scooby's over here just fucking everything up, deciding to be his own dog. He doesn't have to be in your definition of dang dog. He's <laughs> a bit of a dang dog uh, he wants to be. That's my boy. He's a bit um, Scooby-Doo. unnatural, if you would say. Oh, 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 oh. look at that. I can't believe like you have triggered me so much because you don't know the like the spirals that I went in as a child trying to figure out what type of breed Scooby Doo was because he clearly was like the size of a Great Dane uh-huh. and he kind of had the hips like when he sit it was very Great Dane yeah. the body how it tapers in at the stomach Great Dane mm-hmm. everything else fucked to shit yeah like. And specifically the coloring. Like, I went through so many fucking dog books of just like, what the <laughs> fuck is Scooby-Doo? Could not figure He's it out. He's a dog. Uh, just what like kind? Just a dog-ass dog. I can't believe you brought this. Yep. He's like, I'm not going to stay on your... I'm not going to draw on your lines, Mr. Coloring Book. He says, I'm going to create my own lines. That's what this guy who made Scooby-Doo said. That's a direct quote? That's what he said. Unreal. <laughs> Uh, books i have found i normally struggle with knowledge nuggets but i have found a like a holy grail website of stuff that's really good for you where it's just like really bizarre half related to like history and just like kind of fucked up so the first fact that i have for you that i'm really excited to share is that did you know that forks used to be seen as sacrilegious forks forks not washington right nope not not Forks, uh, Washington. Uh, I think I have a D8 <laughs> ready to... Uh, that was obscure. Okay, I'm talking about the continental United States. That was a deep cut. It took me a second. That was a deep uh. cut indeed. 
Um, but no, so forks, the utensil, they were introduced <laughs> in Italy in the 11th century, and the spiked spaghetti twirling instruments were seen as an offense to God, and that is because they were seen as artificial hands, oh. and as such were considered to be sacrilegious, because oh. God gave us hands. We don't need utensils for that. Oh. So are like ladders a form of artificial tallness straight demons like they were not allowed at all nothing that could help human beings like we were given exactly what we needed to be honest of all of the utensils which one it seems most evil the spoon the fork or the knife the the knife can straight murder so but it's not it depends on the knife like a butter knife isn't daunting yeah i feel safer with the knife for some reason you know what's funny though is like the only times i've seen like people cut themselves badly with like a kitchen utensil is with a butter knife like i've cut myself badly with an actual knife but i've witnessed like three people actually like slice into their palm real good with okay but spiritually which one is the worst (laughs) okay but in the eyes of god emotionally spiritually on a deeper level it's definitely the fork it's okay honestly thinking about a spoon the, sp- no, the, the spoon fork. is comforting. The spoon. Listen, do you guys ever feel like the, the little like prongs on a fork are just too long? Like they should be a lot shorter. That's what we got smaller forks and I'm a huge fan of those. The two size forks and he uses use, smaller ones. Huge fan of that. I Like Nick knows in our house we have these ones that are really daunting and they're, they only have three prongs, which is just no. weird. Forks should have four prongs and they're super, super long and I won't use them. They yeah, that's sit a good in the call. drawer. I I will wash forks excessively just to avoid using those nasty demonist forks. Yeah, those are straight pitchforks. Those are not forks. They mm-hmm. are just pitchforks. So one hundred percent. But no, the spoon is comforting. I don't know where you're getting yeah. that. Like that is like Only it cradles you. You know what? I think it might have been Pokemon that took me down this route. <laughs> oh, I could see that. Okay. <laughs> because this Abra Kadabra yeah, and Alakazam <laughs> always bend in these fucking spoons. Like of the dark magics. Like the I dark you. magic. I Pokemon. see your mind. <laughs> like I could immediately... not make the connection until you said that. It was like spoons are so nice. They look no. pretty. They Literally, like hug each other. That like when you put them away, they, they fit all so well. Yeah. You said dark magic and utensils, and I thought you were gonna go for spoons. Like, no, it didn't. It wasn't until you brought up Abra that I I got in your mindset. So. Abra, Kadavra, and Alakazam. Yeah, there was all three. There was a couple. So There's probably more wow. in there too, but those are only the first gen that I know. I only, I only recognize first gen. I only so. recognize first gen, and then some of the little ones. But I did spoons not are know evil. That. And that was brilliant. That took us also, on a whole little adventure. Can we just talk about an empty little, not even a bowl. It's like a, a tiny little crevice that's always open. How do you know that bitch is not filled with something like dark magic? What are you talking about? Spoons, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what crevice? It's a light little divot in a spoon. It's, it's not a crevice. Yes. A divot full of I can secrets. See, I can see the spoon. Like there's yeah. no dark secrets in the spoon. Like it's not cavernous. <laughs> then you're fucking blind. We talked about your eyes. And they're the, the best ones out of all of us. They're yeah. so deep, you can't see. They actually are, see. though. That's a fact. I'm the only one who doesn't need glasses. Thank you very much. That is true. Hey, <laughs> I'm not wearing glasses right now. I don't know what you're talking about. My Me blindness neither. is hidden. Yeah, uh, all right. So we might have mentioned this on the show um, before as like a knowledge nugget or a good, good fact. But in case we have it, I'm going to touch on it again, even if we have, because I'm the DM and I can. So did you guys know that bears do not actually hibernate? What? But they plug their butt. They gotta hibernate. They plug their butt. So they but do their butt. not hibernate. Many people think bugs hi- or bugs bears hibernate, which is by definition hibernate is to sleep through the wit- winter. And during hibernation, an animal's body temperature, heart rate, breathing rate all drop significantly low. And they do this so that they can survive like several weeks without food, and they can survive in the cold. 
Um, so like literally these animals who hibernate are shutting themselves off for weeks at a time rather than trying to survive harsh winters. But bears do not hibernate. They actually participate in a very similar, though not exact practice called torpor. During torpor, heart rate and breathing rate decreases. Body temperature reduces slightly and bears do not eat. They plug up their butt, just like you said, but they can sleep for Well, most animals who hibernate can only sleep for like a few weeks. Bears can sleep for more than a hundred days without eating, drinking, oh or wow. passing waste. Instead, they're literally able to turn all the crap they got in them into a recycling process that helps keep them hydrated. Um, they fatten up so much so that their metabolism is broken down, and the nitrogen with, that is released during this process is reused by the bear to rebuild protein. So when they wake up, they're still strong as hell. Wow. Bears kick ass. Bears are so good. Bears are really Uh, cool. I was going to think, I've been honestly just thinking about how much they poop when they wake up. And now I know it just goes to them. It's straight fuel. And okay. So two other facts. So during hibernation, animals that waken up, woke like wake up if they're being threatened or if they need to like, move the area they're usually pretty weak because they've been sleeping this whole time but torpor allows the bears to wake up strong if they're threatened by predators or if they're hurt and pregnant bears can even wake up from torpor to give birth and then just go back to sleep what that kicks ass yeah the i'm babies so proud of go them. back to sleep too i think so i don't know what happens to the baby bears i the, i didn't learn that i couldn't might find be dark don't look <laughs> it up i, I didn't really maybe want to dig into it too much <laughs> so maybe stay away from that google search yeah but that is all about torpor and what these fat bears that we are currently obsessing over and watching are currently doing they're not getting ready to hibernate they're getting ready to torpor that torpor. is such a good name too like that's just fun word it sounds like action ready yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to hibernate. I'm going to torpor. Torpor. <laughs> so good. All right. That was excellent. Cassie, for your very good fact that felt truly directed towards me, demoness forks, they need to go. We should ban them all again. And You're going to get 50 points. Thank you. Caitlin, for answering all of our problems about not knowing what truly Scooby-Doo was and all the deep, dark secrets behind the creation of that glorious cartoon, Dog... You're going to get 69 points. Nice. Okay. So we have our main character, our protagonist, Henry, the glorious, glorious polar bear who likes Coke, has some superpowers. You know why he has It's a Coke. You know why. It's a Coke. (laughs) Uh, We're ready to give Henry some friends because he needs some partners, some pals to travel along with. So Cassie, can you roll a D4 to determine who... Henry's friends are. Oh my god, yes. This seems like a big one. I'm all about the friends. I rolled a three. A three is two animal friends. Oh, oh okay. Strong. I love right. an animal pack. <laughs> Caitlin. Yeah? What two animals are our friends? Just name them. Your wildest wild dreams. Oh my god. Okay, so we have a polar bear, so that means we're going to have an arctic fox, and then there's also going to be a um, albino squirrel. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fucking cool. And you know that the squirrel's like. And then the Arctic foxes, like when they jump like into the snow and like pounce into it. Like that's some, that's some Coke shit too. Yeah. Lots of Coke shit up in this bitch. (laughs) These animal friends are just going to have the best of times. I feel like this, this novel, this fandom, this franchise, it's almost already complete just based off that alone. Who would not want to read about our 
polar bear, arctic fox, and albino squirrel. So, so good. Um, let's get back into our adventure. Let's see where else we can go. We're on the verge of, we're like in between child story and like young adult story right now. Because all of our things are like adorable little animals so far. But then we got our drug aspect. Middle so it's grade? on the verge. It's on the verge right now. Middle we can see. It's like the best place to be, honestly. Hey, Twilight, they fucked. So like. <laughs> they didn't fuck till like book four though. That's so. young adult though. That's true. But you know, they had Apparently to get married All first. young adult books have fucking now. Apparently. That's a thing, and I didn't realize it. When I was a kid, young adult meant like, oh, cute little kisses. No, I don't think Oh, they gonna bang at band camp. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think I I, I ever went towards that section, so I stayed in the Twilight. I stayed in the Trolls section where they're banging his hand holding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) we rolled a seven, which is throwback. And for my throwback, can we talk about drive-in movies? Hell yeah. Yeah, we can. So I don't know about you guys. I grew up with a drive-in theater like right down the street. So we did go to drive-in movies, which I was so surprised to learn when I like left the state, got a little older, that like most cities do not have a drive-in movie theater. It's not very common. And I had a friend find out I had one and she was like, that is the coolest thing ever. You can just go there anytime you want. And I was like, well, only during the nighttime, but yeah. Yeah, it was super cool. We went to, so I didn't have... The only drive-in theater was that I've had in my life is the one that you lived by. So I only got to experience them in high school because then it was like rad as shit and super fun. So like I only had this joy later on in life, but I feel like it was like the better time to have it because then it was like going with friends, but it made it more fun because you could be like, you know, you love going to the theaters with all your friends when you were younger, but also you're young, annoying kids. So you want to be loud in the theater. And that's yeah. annoying as shit to everybody else. But now you're contained in your little car or right by your car and everybody else is being loud as well because you're on the outside. So it's all chill and fine. Yep. Yeah, uh, there's that. And you get to like see everybody. Yeah. Like movie theaters. You're stuck with whoever you sat next to. And it might not be the person you were hoping to really hang with. Yeah. I, okay. So I didn't live next to a drive-in movie theater. I actually probably went to the same one that you guys did because it was very far from me. But my cousins lived where you guys grew up so we would go and visit them and then we'd go to the drive-in theater so it was like a super treat to go see a movie which to be honest i can't remember what movie i did see in a drive-in theater Mm -hmm. but i do remember it being super dark leaving the movie or the drive-in theater and seeing v for vendetta playing on another screen (laughs) yeah that was as far as when you see all the others and just being terrified but it was so cool being able to just see the other screens but like luckily like I, I wasn't hoping to get a, a spoiler from that one. So, yeah. um, but I mean, that's one way you could get spoilers. But yeah, I just remember it was a cool like thing that we could do um, when we went and visited my cousins and it was like a special treat. And I remember thinking, this is so cool. I can see in the yeah. car. Internal I grew, grew up not thinking it was a special treat, which is dumb. But when you have it so close to you, you just think it's a normal thing. So I, my earliest memory, like going to the drive-in, I saw Dr. Doolittle. Oh, fuck yeah. Remember, I was a child when that came out. And uh, it was really cool because like our friend's mom took us and she was like the cool mom. So she like borrowed her brother's truck and we all packed it full of blankets and pillows and sat in the back of the truck. And she let us just like she went off and I think watched a different movie, probably one of like the more adult films. So she just let all those kids just hang out in the back of this truck. Oh, damn. And just be crazy watching Dr. Doolittle. And she used to take us all the time, but Dr. Doolittle, for some reason, is the only re- movie I remember seeing. And 
they were so much fun and then i remember going in high school too cassie i went with you guys a few times because yeah it's we got so, to be wild it's so fun it's something like makes it so much fun when you have to like turn into the sound like when you have to dial your mm-hmm. radio into the sound it's mm-hmm. so fucking fun and like the truck is the optimal car to see a movie yeah. in 100 percent because you just load it with blankets you guys did it 100 percent, right we never we had, had an ice chest full of candy and snacks and drinks yeah we had this setup yeah that's a dream come true i never did that either i only did it like three times probably in my life yeah i think we had a truck one time the rest of the times we were all in our small little cars Mm -hmm. which like that's its own fun because we would show up you know you text like tell your friends like we're seeing this movie at this time try to hold a couple spots all together so like when you pulled up half the time we always had like girls car and guys car when we first started going just because like you know the guys were coming from hanging out and we were coming from hanging out so like and then it was all of us like just trying to fuck with each other from opposite cars while watching a movie and that was my favorite part is like we just like randomly roll down the window and try to peg each other with candy i fucking love the drive-in theater so much it's so good i do remember like one last thing is but the cool mom who would take us she also like didn't want to spend much money so like three of us would hide on the bottom of yes. the truck yeah. with blankets over us so she didn't have to pay for tickets for mm-hmm. us, which was also the genius aspect of the drive-in movie is you could hide people and not pay for because they pay for per member of your car yeah. not per vehicle it's so, so good yep. the optimal way to watch yeah. movies for sure very fucking good oh so yeah and uh hopefully maybe we can go see a drive-in soon because i still live real close to that same movie theater we have all been to hell yeah but yeah thank you for joining in nostalgia throwback memories of drive-in movie theaters i'm gonna give you each 65 points for that thank you all right so now that we've established our main character their friends some good good facts we need a bit more for this franchise to really take off and that's the main next thing that we need to establish is the genre. Oh, Obviously, no. most big fan tra- franchises right now have, you know, a genre, even two genres that they fall into, you know, romantic fantasy, romantic comedy, you know, thriller mystery. So we're going to do two genres just to keep it safe so we can entice a wider audience with it. Cassie, can you roll a D4 to select our first genre? Yes, I can. I rolled a two. Two is going to be musical. Oh, Our God. first genre is a oh, fuck, it's so musical. <laughs> it's so good. It's so strong. I love it. Caitlin, can you roll for the second? Yes, I got a one. And that's Western. Oh, we have a musical my. Western here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Involving a polar, polar bear. bear, Arctic fox, and albino oh. squirrel. Wow. Who love I'm Coke? I'm so excited. <laughs> I would already Who green light this. Coke? This is so good. I just imagine a saloon in the middle of the Arctic now. And mm-hmm. these fucking... <laughs> Fuck, what drinks are they serving hey, are now? You feeling, are you feeling good? Can you, can you guys give us a name? <laughs> An idiot. Give us a name for this Arctic saloon. <laughs> Oh, man, for the Arctic Saloon. What's a good saloon name? This Arctic ain't big enough for the three of us. <laughs> it's very specific to this group, but I fucking love it. It's like an inside joke. I do love it. Yeah, 100%. Is that the name of it? I was just saying it. Nope, that's it. All right. Nope, that's it. That's it now. It's, it's that You're long. You're going to get 10 extra points just for that brilliance. <laughs> just think about it, though. They're all by themselves in the middle of the fucking Arctic because there's not a lot of shit out there. This is their saloon. This is their <laughs> Western. This is their musical. I'm just thinking about their branding, like their coasters and how the name has to go all the way around the fucking coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving everything about it. So good. 
This is turning out way better than I could have ever imagined. How the title so can't fit you. in a normal bar. Like, you got to break it down. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, because it's the Arctic, too. You don't have a lot of material. So I'm just picturing that they, like, got a first, like, piece of wood to put the sign Drift on. Wood. And then realized they only got, like, two letters on. So then they just, like, slapped on another piece of wood. And it's just, like, dangling extended signs yeah. that are, like, hanging from this so they can fit the whole title. And I think it's beautiful. And I think it's also time for us to roll back into our adventure. And we rolled a 17, which is change the ending. What would you guys change? Okay, for my change the ending, I'm actually going to get rid of a show that I know the three of us personally fucking hate. So I'm just getting rid of it now because my life would be so much better without this show. And I feel like everybody's life would be better without this show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the ending of season two, episode one of The Boys. Mm. And I'm going to do this by taking a plot line from uh, some terribly great Netflix show that Caitlin watched and loved. And I also watched and loved. And so what I'm going to do is I want the end of that first episode for all the boys from the boys to go out for a little meal and they're going to like stumble upon a street dog. And then once they're all enjoying the street dog together, they're going to fucking die from it. And that's how this show ends and it's gone. They don't come back as ghosts. They just die from eating street dogs altogether. And we get rid of all these shitty people. That's very good. I like that. And that's, I have you're pulling from Julie and the Phantoms. suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Julie and the Phantoms. Yes, you are. Can this happen in season one, episode one? Yeah. Do we have to wait to season two for this to happen? I, just, I wanted to leave it up to you, DM. I didn't know how far back we could go. I knew season two just happened, so it felt like my moment to come on. But like, yeah, season one, episode one, we just get introduced to them. They eat hot dogs and they're immediately out and we don't care about them at all. Fuck yeah. They're beautiful. I'm all for that. You can make it super dramatic too. Like, oh no, all the superheroes died and these boys because they ate hot dogs. And, and I just think it's, yeah, and. it's a perfect episode because you have these mighty kick-ass like super-powered people who are just out destroying things and in episode one they fuck up a lot of shit and then they just you know at the end of the day of fucking up a bunch of things go to eat some hot dogs and die a hot dog is truly humbling and i think could take out everybody (laughs) so i think that's what everybody needs to learn and that was the real story of what the boys should have told us all along is to fear hot dogs (laughs) not to fear men and be completely terrified of them always but fear hot dogs I fucking yep. love that. Um, well, we're not watching a, ch- a ton because guess what I'm going back into? Smallville. <laughs> if you are curious, we... I almost had written on this <laughs> yeah. rule that like you would get damage if you brought up the show. But like, no, let her have it. We can't have Twilight, so she's going to have Smallville. have nothing else because we are powering our way through Smallville. Uh, update on us. Uh, we are on season four, episode five, halfway through because we had to stop in order to record today. But yes, that's where we're at at Smallville. The DVD set has not come in yet. We'll update Mm. you on that, though, because I know you're on the edge of your seat. Okay, so again, going back, we're talking about Smallville, season four. There is probably the most perfect episode with the most perfect ending. It's season four, episode three. And it ends with the Avril Lavigne song that goes, so much for my happy ending. Ah, ah. And it's at a point where a girl that likes Clark Kent is finally is seeing her cousin fall in love with him and like seeing their kind of love story happen. So it was like a beautiful moment for me personally, because the song hit <laughs> the sound person absolutely killed it. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to change something, but uh, I just needed to go what into What could you possibly change about it? You just fucking wait. Okay. So 
2004, Avril Lavigne came out with this fucking banger um, that is a happy ending. And I thought it was absolutely wild that this was the first time I was watching like a 2000 show and we haven't had this ending before. We haven't had this song in an episode. Mm -hmm. Would you agree that it's wild? So I, I did some digging to see where else this song could have played. And there is a Gilmore Girls episode uh, that it was in. There's CSI. There's bringing in All or Nothing. CSI? <laughs> like as a murder is happening or what? Um, let's see. I'm very intrigued about the CSI one. It's Oh, sorry. Was it like just a party? It's, the song was used in the season five episode of CSI Crime Scene Investigation Meal Culp that aired on uh, November 25th, 2004. Um if, right. In case you Excellent. want to look that up, I'll yeah, find it. I'll I have it. that info, and it's been on. A I hope someone's getting murdered to this song. <laughs> just so, much, so much for my happy ending. Just I'm dead. <laughs> I God, I fucking hope so because that's all I want is just more of that. Um, there, it's guess how many karaoke records it's been on. All of, fucking oh, all of them. I, like, I give I me a number. At least in the fucking two hundred and twelve. Only three, which is a fucking crime. It's a fucking crime. Um, Crime. So the most notable one that I did, the reason I brought up where else it's been is because I wanted to hit you guys with this. In 2010, I don't know if you guys know what the Olympics are, but uh, Avril Lavigne came out and she closed the Winter Olympics with this fucking song. Oh my God. As my bitch fucking should. Wait, close the Olympics? Yes. (laughs) The Olympics closing games. I feel like like that song hits so hard. I feel like she she never performed even like at a Super Bowl or anything, but she came out to perform at the Olympics. Yeah, the straight up Olympics where people are losing everything they've trained their whole life for and she's singing so much for my happy ending. So much for my happy ending. God, that kicks ass. All I can think of because I didn't see this moment like but all I'm thinking is that a montage of all the people who got second place like started going up like American Idol level shit yes. <laughs> like he had a bad oh. day no so much for my happy ending as oh all these God. people are seeing themselves not get first Listen. get second it was Ooh. such a better time. If you're going to lose, that's a way to go out. I would feel better about it, honestly. Like, if I, <laughs> yeah. whatever I, like, whatever I try to do in life, if I fail at it, I'm just going to put that soundtrack on. So I'll be like, it's okay. I would feel like Avril gets it. She knows. I would try so fucking hard and feel those words so hard in that mm-hmm. moment. And then I'd think about it later, like, probably 10 years later, like now, and be like, <laughs> That was good. That was, but it would take me a bit because it would hurt that hard. It would, be so crushing. would cut me hard. I wonder how many of them are haunted by that song. Yeah, they can't like, <laughs> play get it. Up walk out of grocery stores or leave like restaurants if that song starts playing. Oh, we needed to do a checkup on the 2010 Olympics uh, finalists. <laughs> Everyone reach out to silver your medalists. <laughs> see, see those silver medalists. How are they doing? Um, so I say all of this, all of this just to say I would love for that song to play at the finale of what the finale of 2020 i would love to go out with this fucking banger to play this at the very end of this year mm-hmm. and that's what i would like to change is how this year ends it's with some avril and then we pump our way into 2021 i mean it might it like it we can't can make, make it happen wor- i'm putting this out in the world right now <laughs> yeah it's I, a simple one to make I happen think, like i really just came here to talk about avril Levine, to be honest <laughs> I support it 100%. I think that's a brilliant way to end just everything about 2020. It's beautiful. I can't even remember my changing ending now. I'm just so stuck on yours. <laughs> took you on a fucking journey. <laughs> I, if the Olympics still has me. I'm still it's, stuck yeah. in silver medal. I hope you have a fucking snack. Because <laughs> it was a long one. 
And I'm, I'm not even too upset about the fact that you did a change the ending on an ending that has not happened yet. You so, know, I, it's a wild one. Um, so, but you're putting it out to the universe and I'm proud of you. My change the ending, so I have not been watching a lot of TV because I have been grading obsessively. I have too many classes and too many students and too many essays. But uh, the great thing about being, you know, a shitty professor, I guess, is that sometimes you just put things on in the background mm-hmm. while you grade to have a little bit of joy in your life because... All of the essays are on like the same exact topic. So after the fifth one, it just becomes mind numbing. And um, we used to turn on like the office in the background and stuff. But we recently just exhausted ourselves of that. So now we turn on New Girl, which is another solid choice to have in the background. And we came upon an episode that I kind of have blocked from my memory. And it is that if you've watched New Girl in the later seasons, Jess dates a guy named Robbie, who her best friend dated like years prior And Robbie is just like this average guy who's not supposed to be like too much of a person because he's supposed to be the opposite of Cece's earlier boyfriend, Schmidt. Um, But he comes back randomly in the series to join a like anti-dating club with Jess. And then in their anti-dating club, everyone wants them to date. So they just start dating. Uh, And then like later in the episode, they think they're related. And it just gets real weird. Um, But it like the whole purpose of this episode was supposed to like prove that Jess tried to date someone who was so opposite to Nick and then realized she's supposed to be with Nick, I guess. But my change to Nick is to just have her realize that on her own and never date a guy who could possibly be related to her. And also it's like the opposite of someone doesn't mean just like the other person, like opposite can mean a lot of different things. So it was just a really painful episode to get through because she's dating this guy who's like, just as bland in the same way she is mm. and just obnoxious in the same way she is like there's a reason Jess is like not in every single scene because she gets kind of irritating and it's like you put two of them together it's way too much that's a lot yeah. so my changey ending is that like she actually follows the rules of her single dating like no dating club and she just stays single which is very healthy for a little while and then can like get with Nick again and like realize they can be a couple yeah. Uh, instead of dating Robbie, because they're like, I think like second cousins is the term. Oh, oh Jesus. God. It's real that weird. That was a weird choice I'm they made. I'm pretty sure they conclude with that. Yeah. Weird so. writer's choice. And they're like twins. The whole episode of them dating is like they do everything the same. They like sing out together. No. And they weird. both need glasses. No. And they both hate raisins. I don't like it. And it's just weird. I've never had a fear it's, it's bad. of someone being my cousin, like, while thinking about dating. And that's why no ew it's yeah it's real really gross so yeah um don't put that out there that was bad <laughs> yeah that one needs to be we're changed just, we're getting for rid sure of it. it doesn't exist that one just needs to Good go work. um so that's my change ending cassie you're brilliant change the ending of getting rid of a tv show that i absolutely hate and think should go is perfect and i love the way that the tv show doesn't just cease to exist but we get a brief taste of it realize it sucks and and then they die which is just so much more satisfying than uh anything else so you're gonna get 100 points caitlin you have solved how we're gonna finish out 2020 i don't know if you realize this but you have solved it we're gonna go out like the silver medalist yes (laughs) 
realize that this year took away first place from all of us so that is glorious you're also again you're gonna get 150 points that was beautiful like the silver medal all right let's get back i could only hope to be a silver medalist (laughs) i've dunked on them for a good five minutes have you seen the studies they've done on like medalists in the olympics and how the silver medalists are the most depressed afterwards because they were just so close to winning first and third place is always so happy to just medal made it be you made it on the podium oh man everyone bronze is like fuck yeah i'm up here and silver's like fuck that this. song second sucks you know it's just real check in on all your silver wow. medalists all i can think of uh the gymnast uh, uh Maho- mahoney ah, i forget her last michaela kayla mahoney kayla. yeah yes mahoney she was the one who yeah. had the twisted face when she got second place yeah yes that's all i think of when second place comes to mind <laughs> i'm sorry girl that made her famous though so i feel like that's that the way to go out with second it's like she got famous she got for famous her for fucking her especially not the like, beautiful fucking olympic gymnastic that she performed excuse me books i yeah. am offended just her little her. no 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 it was a second spot olympic that's, the, performance, that's like so. what buffers the silver probably medal, the, like, though because had she not made that face had she not got think, second oh, place that ride. she would hit it girl like, yes. forgotten <laughs> I think she got like second to Gabby Douglas though. So. Thank you. I think she I think did. I, I think right. you're right. Um, all right. We need to get back to Henry, the Arctic Fox, the albino squirrel, who we did not name and we will not name. They're just mm. going to be nameless. And our musical Western. <laughs> that is a beautiful, beautiful story um, with a saloon. I love this saloon out in the middle of the Arctic. But if we're going to have a well-rounded story, we need an antagonist. We need a villain. We need a bad guy. So Caitlin, Will you roll for the name of our villain? One. Oh, it's Edwina. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice Edwina. Edwina. The other options were Cassie, Caitlin, or books. So I'm very glad oh, I'm you so rolled glad one. It was Edwina. <laughs> so glad. Whoa. Uh, what the fuck? Hey, Caitlin. Hey, just real fun fact. Michaela Mahoney came from our home, like where I work. That's so weird. She's in California, bro. Anyways, continue. Oh, Thanks for looking that up. That was fun. <laughs> Gassy. Yes. I'm sorry. That sounded so sarcastic and it was not. I'm just. I meant just, it. I didn't say it, but I meant it sarcastically. So thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, Cassie, will you roll to see what the evil goal of this villain is? Yes, I rolled a two. Oh, no, guys. It's a Western and a true Western fashion. Edwina wants to take over the Arctic. She lives by the saloon's name. This Damn Arctic it. ain't big enough for all of them. And yeah. she is ready to take it over. Damn it, Edwina. She want to take over the Coke? The Coke business? The so Coke business is running strong by us. So. You know what? We, we got to find a way to prevent this from happening. But before we do that, I think we have time for one last roll. We can get into that and then we can finish out the story. All right, we rolled a three, which is our nerd out update. Can you guys tell me what you are nerding out about? Caitlin, I feel like, are we just going to pop off on this right now? We're going to fucking pop off. I knew this was going to happen. This is in honor of Henry. Should I get mine out of the way real fast so you can just go on about yours? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I know I'm not nerding out on the same thing. I am nerding out on the same thing as you guys, but I knew you guys were going to come way harder with this topic. So I decided to bring up a little YouTube series called Defying Gravity which is all about uh, women's gymnastics. Oh, and oh it, um, I thought it was going to be a Dita If you have <laughs> not uh, started it, Caitlin, I'm so surprised you haven't heard about it. Um, it's a docuseries about the triumphs, tragedies, all the problems in the women's gymnastics. Oh, yes. 
area, but it also is about like the successes and like the great things about women's gymnastics. And it talks like interviews past Olympians and future Olympians and all that great stuff. Um, and I just really love their gymnastics and I'm devastated that we're not having a 2020 Olympics mm-hmm. and I can't yeah. watch gymnastics right now. So this documentary docu-series is giving me life in the absence of the Olympics. That sounds super cool. I actually want to check that out. Gymnastics is like one of the most kick-ass sports. So it's so that's really cool. Pretty fucking cool. And uh, I'm not on YouTube a lot, but I would love to watch that. I know there's one on Netflix right now, but it's like sad. That's yes, yeah, a sad it's one. Fun. Oh, that's I watched one. that one too. Oh, yeah. can't do it. Oof. Can't do it. Oof. Yeah, I follow all the and girls. That one's hard. Yeah, I follow all the girls basically that are in that. So they're like promote. Well, actually, I don't think any of them were promoting it <laughs> because no one wants to really promote that if you're in that because you went through some shit if you were in that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I uh, I that sounds a lot more fun, and I would love to watch <laughs> that. You guys want to share what you're nerding out on? Yeah. Okay. So, um, whoa, it's time for us to nerd out, Cassie. I wonder what would be. What could it be? I wonder if you follow our Twitter feed, our Instagram feed, any of us at all, you know, it's fucking Fat Bear Week. It's Fat Bear Week. (laughs) Fat Bear, Fat Bear, Bear, Fat Bear Week. Which, for those of you who don't know, that is the official theme song. <laughs> we are going to pitch it right now to them. But it's a fun event that's put on by, I still don't know how to say this forest name. We've talked about it before. Katmia? Katmai? Katmai? Katmai sounds more right. Like Katmai National Forest always puts on this competition to promote, like, just get people invested in, like, forestry and everything. It's like how it started. But they let you, they put up a bracket of all the fattest bears because they track them throughout the season. 16 fattest bears. They found 16 of the fattest fucking bears in that entire forest and they have been tracking them this whole season and watching their progress for us so we could also that's where the live cams were that we mentioned earlier with the danes is they they have uh bear, live cams. Cams, bear cams out in all these spots where these bears like fish and everything and hang out so you get to see them and watch them throughout the season and um it's all about watching those bears bulk up and then you f- vote for the fattest bears and this season, we have some great fucking bears. Caitlin, you want to do a rundown on some bears? I do, real quick. But also, can I tell you why we have more like fatter bears this year than most years? Please. Okay, so uh, the Katmia Brooks River uh, benefited from a record-breaking run of salmon swimming up the major river bend that feeds Katmia. These bears literally didn't have to do anything to catch these fish the salmon were literally overflowing and the the it points there was so many salmon swimming in this river that they would overflow onto the sides of the riverbank so the bears didn't really have to do anything which caused them to bulk up quicker and sooner because it was in july when this was all happened so uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about one bear in specific right now, um, because there was an interview with a ranger that watched him specifically and says, "What's uh, what bear 747 benefited from uh, was excellent. He was had excellent efficiency this year. He did not need to expel much energy to catch fish. Salmon were everywhere. 747 merely showed up. What quote? Once the salmon arrived, he spent a lot of time at the falls without having an extended, extending much effort to secure his meals. And that's from Fritz. He's a uh, national park uh, ranger, and he's telling us all about 747 and his fatness. 
That's another good part it's about beautiful. Fat Bear Week is they have little excerpts on like all the bears so you get to know them. Like yes. as you're voting, they have a little section that's like get to know the bears mm-hmm. and it gives you like all you kind of need to know about like their bulking season and like just how their bulking season and their personality. Mm-hmm. So it gives you like aspects that you have in like our real voting shit, like some American Idol shit. Like it's yeah. also like this is the progress they made, but also get to know their personality a bit. This is this bear. and It's so fucking delightful. Um, seven, four, seven. It should be noted is gonna take it this year yeah bear force one (laughs) bear force one is the absolute unit he deserves it he's insanely huge he is apparently a bit of the asshole out on there he's a bit of the bad boy when Mm -hmm. you get out there but you know what it's just because he's the biggest bear he's got to get those most fishies and there is like there's honestly a lot of really big bears this season it's so exciting there is a lot of people are a fan of otis otis is a big boy but not as big as 747 that's right Otis, they do like him because he is, like, he's one of the bigger ones, but he does kind of, like, he'll be seen, like, playing with other bears. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I respect it, but it just means, like, he's not putting in the work that he should be, yeah. in my mind. Mm-hmm. You have one goal. True. It's to bulk. You it's got to bulk for fat bear season. Can I expand on 747? Please do. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I got a lot of facts on 747 right now because I am nerding out about him in general. So um, I have another quote here from Mike Fitz, which again is going to be our park ranger. He says, if fat bear week was based on size alone, it would likely be no contest. Um, he's a current ranger and currently a resident naturalist of explore.org where you can watch all of the cool videos uh, and live cams. He said 747 appears to be at at least as massive as last year when he was estimated to weigh more than 1,400 pounds. And I would not be surprised if he was even heavier this year. And to quote from the park ranger, he is the fattest and largest bear I have ever seen. Uh, And I've spent years professionally observing bears. I feel a special bit of privilege to witness a bear as big as he. That's privilege to witness 747. Recognize that, everyone. We are all privileged to be in the same time frame as 747. It just spread the good word. Our nerd out is just spread the good word of 747. He's a yeah. very good bear. He's an absolute unit. He's the roundest one. His belly hits the ground, essentially. He's got a waddle like, when he walks. He is unreal. He's a unit. Respect the work. If you're listening to this oh. post Fat Bear Week and like you already know the winner and stuff like that, do not doubt. Do not like fret. Don't think you missed out on anything because you can go back and still look at all this cool stuff on explore.org mm-hmm. uh, and fatbearweek.org, I believe as well. Um, and you can check all that shit out and you can participate next year because the Facebook groups fucking pop off. So I, I <laughs> And just the chat on explore.org oh, pops off. On the chat too. That's another great thing. Not only the bears are the people that are involved with the bears and just talk about the how beautifully round all of these bears are and all of the adjectives that they use for each one of these bears is very good i think the fat bear community is like one of the most wholesome very good communities around like it's just so joyful um and i have to thank you too for giving me all these fat bear updates because i have not been able to spend much time online aside from like the websites i grade on so yeah, thank we're, you for we're here to help you out we're here dropping this knowledge uh so all of you so can good. be up to date on this uh, also, they do like the presidential like flyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are making all those. But for bears, for fat bears, and it's good. So it's very good. good. It's just what we need right now. All right. Speaking of very good, very fat bears, we got to get back to Henry, our polar bear, who 
loves Coke and has best friends on Arctic Fox and an albino squirrel. They live in the Arctic and they are very, very worried about Edwina, who's trying to take over the Arctic and get all the Coke to herself, I'm assuming. (laughs) So obviously the main plot is going to be about Henry, the Arctic Fox, the albino squirrel trying to stop Edwina. But we also need a subplot. We need more purpose. In order for this to be a whole series, we've got to get a little bit more. So Caitlin, can you please roll for our subplot? I rolled a two. Two. Guys, Henry's other goal is to start a bakery. A saloon's oh, just not enough a, in this. Wow. He's so wholesome. And Henry really needs to start a bakery. Special. Um, special And bakery. Cassie. With cocaine? If Henry just wants coke. to just coke. <laughs> start this bakery, it obviously needs some sort of element that it can only be accomplished through. Cassie, can you roll to tell us what Instead Henry of needs flour, to have? Instead of using flour, cocaine for the base of every single pastry. Yeah, I also rolled a two. <laughs> oh, Henry needs the help of the witch who lives in the woods. That is the only way this bakery can be started. Obviously, the witch probably has some very good Coke recipes Edwina to would, use at this bakery. Edwina would be a good witch name. It would be a good witch name. Edwina, I mean, maybe that's the plot twist. Oh, that, that they that actually... The help, yeah, that the witch they're getting help from is actually Edwina, and her goal is to have him start up this bakery to take it over. It's like a real Snow White type thing where she changes yeah. from person to person. It's wild but i believe it i believe Clever it ever described or it could be like you know like friendship was the answer all along <sighs> like they just actually all team up and there actually was room for all four of them the arctic was big enough for oh, the four of that them that could be we won't know until this book is finished but you know what i think we have created such a solid foundation for this to be the next bestseller I think we're going to be famous. I think we're going to wipe Twilight off of the face of the earth with the success of this book. How could we not with like three unnamed characters? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> it's going to kick ass. Names. They're, they're brilliant on their own. Names are secondary to the brilliance of these characters. That's right. Uh, and you know what? To roll right out of our very successful masterpiece, let's talk about, you know, some other successes we maybe have going on in our life. Fat Bear Week. Yep, 100%. It's just existing while there's Fat Bear Week. It's having Fat Bear Week come into our lives right now. It's having just existing with 747 and being in the space where we get to champion for this incredibly good bear and all these good bears. I get to talk about these bears. It's Fat Bear Week. It's the biggest success. It's all about Fat Bear Week. Uh, my success then is just going to be that I have great friends who keep me updated on Fat Bear Week when I am too busy to keep up on that bear wake on my own and without you guys i probably would have not even known it was happening because i've not really steadily been on social media in at least a month so that's thank what we're, you that's what we're here for for me caitlin's filling the chats yeah. with all their like fat asses yes yeah. <laughs> i literally am going into every chat because you got to kind of like you got to rally for your you your bear <laughs> you got to make sure they survive every round and then they can move on so i've been going you got to prove i've been going in dropping that, that some fat asses hitting the ground <laughs> That belly, you guys, literally, that belly is like hitting the ground. It is unreal. It is it's so big. Dragon. It's so big. I love I it. I found a fucking so good. video from the bear cam of freaking 747 walking. God damn it. I've never seen anything walk like that. It is so fat. It is so fat. I love him. 747 is going to be the sturdiest torper ever. He is going He's to just be ready for anything that fades him. Man, fucking he could, well. He could torp for, for forever. Twerp, 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 twerp. He can twerp while twerping, and he will still not burn up all of his energy. That's right. He's such a good bear. 
that was excellent. And I think we should just continue with these successes because we are killing it right now. Dougal, can you do me a huge favor and round up those points for us so we can just continue on this high? At the bottom of the leaderboard with 86,994 points is going to be Cassie. And in the middle of the leaderboard with 87,414 points is going to be Books. And at the top of the leaderboard with 87,697 points is me. Thank you so much and congratulations on that success of being the leader of our point totals. But you know what? If you're in the lead, you probably won't stay for long. And that is because every single episode we roll for a new DM and we've got to do that now. However, I think, Dougal, are you the only one left to be this next That's DM? right, bitch. <laughs> I don't even need to roll. It's you. So uh, good luck staying in first when you got to be the next DM and deliver those points. It's gonna you, be me. With you got to deliver big points. Speaking of rolling dice, you know what? If you don't have some dice or you want more dice or new dice or very cool dice, listener, you can get those. All you got to do is go over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Let us know you wrote us a review. And guess what? We'll send you some free dice. I believe we still have some glow-in-the-dark dice. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, we do. They're glorious. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. You need them. Trust me. Go ahead and go write that review. If you can't write a review or you are so awesome, you already wrote a review, not to fear. You can still get some free things. You can go ahead and let us know on any of our social media platforms. That's Unnatural 20s at on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and say, you know, I want some free things and we'll go ahead and send you some very cool stickers and you get those completely free. If that's still not enough and you need some more Unnatural 20s in your life, don't worry. We got you. You can go ahead to patreon.com slash unnatural 20s where you can get all sorts of content, blogs, videos, little sound clips, all sorts of things, even a jean jacket if you join our jean jacket fan. Bam! Our jean jacket fam. And that's for uh, Patreon content is for as little as $1 a month. If that's too much, but you still want to be a part of this wonderful wild adventure, you can. That is by submitting a a question for us, a topic for us to talk about next week when Caitlin is a DM. She's going to need some very good content and you can help her out with that by letting us know on any of our social media platforms or emailing us at unnatural20s at gmail.com. Any sort of question you want us to answer on the show when we roll number 10. We will pull up your question, ask it, and talk about it for probably way longer than you expected because that's what we do. This show is part of the Scavengers Network. And you know what? If you just are not ready for uh, the fun to end, you should go ahead and check out some other shows that are on there, particularly Historical Hotties. Very, very good show. A lot of fun. They talk about all of these fantastic historical figures and what makes them hot. That show, our show, and so much more can be found on the scavengersnetwork.com. This has been Unnatural 20s. Tune in next week for a new adventure on Monday. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.